You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey there, everyone. You're joining me for episode 190 of the Blended Family Podcast. I'm feeling a little out of sorts after the holidays, but don't we all feel that way? I've been working through the holidays with the other businesses, so even though I haven't put out a show here, I've still been super busy, and at the same time, I've let something slide a little bit, and so now I have to play catch-up. And that's the only thing I dislike about the holidays, is that I get behind on things and I get out of my routine. But overall, no complaints. We had a really nice Christmas and New Year's. Minimal stress so far. The kids were good, no issues. I spent some time cleaning and decluttering my house, which really made a huge difference in how I feel. I cleaned my office space too, which is going to be a big help in keeping me focused with work. You know, I'm definitely a little over the top, and I know I drove my husband crazy last week. I spent like 48 hours straight just organizing and cleaning out my house. And even though he's a neat person too, he doesn't quite understand my obsession with organizing everything. But I told him that when my house feels cluttered and chaotic, so does my brain. So now that it's done, I think it's going to help me get more work done. And I really do feel much more calmer and peaceful inside of my head, if that makes any sense. And I'm telling you this because the start of the new year is a really great time to get rid of things around the house that you don't need. I can't even explain how much it just helps your state of mind. And to make things easy, what you can do is what I did. I made three piles, one for garage sale, one for donating, and then, of course, a garbage pile. And you can have the kids do the same in their own rooms, especially after the holidays. If everyone has gotten gifts, there's just too much lying around. I don't know. Maybe it won't help you all the way it helped me, but I'm just saying that it made a dramatic difference for me. Anyway, now that I'm feeling a little more put together, I'm hoping to start getting to all of your emails and catching up on things that I've fallen behind on the past few months. And I've got lots of plans for the podcast and show topics I want to cover for you. So please bear with me as I catch up and make some positive changes around here. Since I'm still recovering from the holidays and it's both mine and Sean's birthdays this week, I'm bringing you an interview that I recorded a while back with a guest that I think you'll love. I don't have a giveaway today, but that will start back up next month. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, if you're new here every month, usually the first show of the month, I give something away. In order to be included in these giveaways, you just need to be on my list, and then you're automatically entered to win every month. You can join at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. You'll also receive a quiz as well as a monthly newsletter. I won't spam you, and I won't give out your information to anyone else, but it's a great way for me to stay connected to you as well as send any important information or updates to you. And of course, you're getting that chance to win that monthly prize. Okay, so please enjoy this interview. Today, I want to welcome Kelly Lockery to the show. 
Kelly is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a registered play therapist, and the owner of the Center for Family Unity. In 2008, she graduated from Hope International University with a master's in marriage and family therapy. And since then, she's helped thousands of blended families beat the odds by combining traditional therapy with unconventional tools and processes like pet therapy, play therapy, sand table therapy, and whole family counseling. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Well, thanks for having me, Melissa. Of course. Now, I know that you had a childhood experience with a blended family, and that shaped not only who you are as a person, but it also directed you to the line of work that you're doing today. So please, Kelly, tell us about your blended family growing up to give us a little background. Okay. Well, actually, my whole life led to me becoming a marriage and family therapist, and the blended family growing up was a part of that. I used to work in corporate America. I have an executive MBA. And as I was going through my own counseling and searching for answers for my life, um, I became a therapist. I decided that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people instead of make money for a corporation. And the blended family situation, I mean, as you and I both know, Blended families, especially 30, 40 years ago, no one really knew what a blended family was. Nobody really identified them as a step family. And parents were stuck in their own pain. I think that's the biggest part of the challenge that we have as parents and as husbands and wives that we're stuck in our own pain. We're stuck in past misconceptions about expectations that we have, et cetera. And so we carry that into our second and possibly third marriages. And that's what I experienced with my mother. My mother could not be alone. And so she rebound married and one day came home and introduced us to our stepfather, (laughs) which was okay. Nice to meet you. No, you're not going to tell me what to do because I'm a teenager. Right. And so You know, the battle started there and it just, we were already fractured from the divorce, but the remarriage, which you and I, we have a heart for people, for blended families, for step families. And if people had followed, if my parents had followed a different way, we would have had a success. We would have not been further wounded um, in that united process that they were attempting to create. Mm. So what about your dad? Uh, You didn't say anything about him. Did he remarry also? Oh, yeah. Dad remarried. And um, she was the reason that he divorced my mother. Ah, I see. In part, I believe. I'm sure. I know they have their issues. My mother, um, she had... Uh, She was bipolar, actually, child onset bipolar due to the fact that she was put in an orphanage Mm. and in uh, a Catholic orphanage that was very strict and separated her from her sister and her family. And so she had her own emotional struggles and her own attachment wounds from from that traumatic experience. And my dad was climbing the ladder of success with FBI and, you know, working in that realm. And my mother wasn't, um, 
the appropriate type of wife that he needed. And so he met another gal and they dated and had an affair and they ended up getting together. And he ended up adopting her three children, two boys and a girl. And um, my father has since passed and so has my mother just this, just a couple years ago. And it was interesting, Melissa, my stepmother asked me, do you hate me? And I said, no, why? She's a beautiful, gracious woman. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, she was really good for my father, honestly. And I said, no, why? She goes, because of the reason for your parents' divorce. And I just said, you know, honey, that was so long ago that, you know, I know my dad wasn't the easiest man and, and you probably had your struggles with him as well. So, you know, thanks for caring and thanks for asking. And no, I, I, I don't hate you at all. I've moved on. <laughs> wow. It's so interesting how we all, I mean, gosh, our parents did the best they could. And when we're young, we look at our parents and we think that they're the cause of all of our own baggage and our own shadows and problems that we carry around. But really, they were just doing the best what they knew how to do at the time. And it's wonderful that you can recognize that now and realize like they they did the best they could. They don't know what they were doing, just like we don't always know what we're doing. And Kelly, aside from your childhood experience with a blended family, you also have experienced a divorce of your own as an adult. So what I want to know is how has your personal divorce influence what you do today and how you help others besides your childhood? How has that uh, gotten involved? That's a very good question. I actually married my junior high sweetheart. Uh, he was a very cute surfer and uh, <laughs> being from San Diego. And I had a hole in my soul um, that I tried to fill with the marriage and I had children very young at age 22. My first son was born and 24 was my second son. And I mean, I didn't know how to love myself, let alone love another person and conflict resolution, et cetera. So we were 20 when we got married. We were very, very young. And we were divorced about seven years after we were married. And that it, it shattered my heart because I had the white picket fence in my mind. Mm. And what I counsel people, you know, as we have that romance and that infatuation phase of our um, initial part of our relationships, I call it drugs and movies because your mind is secreting endorphins and serotonin. And it really does blind you to the fact that they, drop their socks next to the hamper <laughs> rather than in the hamper, right? Like, I didn't see that before. I didn't. And the movie is a projection of my perfect man and my perfect woman. And in all honesty, I think that, I mean, God created it that way just because we, we're so different, we might not ever get together, you know, so we really need that romance phase. And it, it just, it shattered my heart. There I was, a single mother of two boys, 22 months apart, both in diapers, wondering how she was going to support herself. And um, I, did, I did not get remarried till 10 years ago. And my boys are in their late 30s. So it influenced who I am. I waited. I did a lot of my own personal growth. But how I help others is if they come to me, and they're still married, 
And I'll share with them, the grass isn't necessarily greener. It's just different grass. Mm. And so how are you watering your grass? That's wonderful. Yeah, it's very, very true. So if your marriage together, that's great. If not, well, and you come to me since I specialize in blended family, second and third um, marriage, I've got some amazing tools that's going to support them so that they can have success. I love that you took some time in between and you did the self work. And I think that's really key for a lot of, a lot of people don't do that. Um, and you know, even myself, I, I, I set out to do that, of course, and I, I was alone for a little while and then I, I met Sean. And so, uh, and of course at the beginning I said, I'm not, I'm not ready for anything. And I, I kept him at bay for a while for that reason. But I think that sometimes we can't control when we meet somebody, but I think very often we don't do the work after our first divorce to figure out what we really want and need, what makes us happy, and how to be an independent person before we jump into something else. So um, I bet that really helped you as far as when you did um, get remarried, you probably had a lot of wounds that were already healed, which I think was very helpful for you. Yes. And that's not to say I didn't, I wasn't engaged a couple times and I didn't date and I didn't have boyfriends. Right, right. <laughs> I just didn't get married again. So, you know, I wasn't just sitting there up in, you know, the chapel waiting for some <laughs> knock on my door. No, I was out and about and, you know, a lot of me trying to fill the hole in my soul with rock and roll, you know. Yeah. And going out and having a good time. It was difficult because I was a single mom and I didn't have a lot of time nor energy. Yeah, I definitely know how that is. It's difficult being a single parent. Now, what I want to talk about, one of the things that really sets you apart from many other therapists is that you actually place emphasis on religion, namely Christianity. And up to this point, I've kept organized religion completely out of my show, but I have spoken of spirituality. And I do that for a reason, because when it comes to politics and religion, people can get a little bit touchy. At the same time, I do know that for many of my listeners out there, religion is an important piece of their family. So today, even though you, Kelly, are focused mostly on Christianity, I want the listeners to keep in mind that we aren't promoting any one religion but I do believe it's important for people to figure out what is best for them, whether it's a religion, a higher power, spirituality, or whatever you want to believe in. But it's nice to believe in something that is guiding us and helping us through life. So, Kelly, I would like to ask you, for you personally, why did you decide to incorporate religion into your line of work? What's the story there? Wow. We, don't, we have such a limited amount of time. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to do the Cliff Notes version. Um, as I mentioned, I tried to fill the hole in my soul with rock and roll. Um, I lived in the tropics of Mexico. I had a restaurant and I had a bar. I, I had a really good time. I, um, I didn't live any spiritual path. I think it was the spiritual path of me at one time. And being raised Catholic, you know, not that I have anything against the Catholic religion. It's just... I found something else that worked better for me, um, which was Christianity, which was a more open form of Christianity, not something that was so rigid because that's not my type of spirituality mm. is a rigid God in the sky with a stick. That's going to bonk you when you do something wrong and then you got to go and, you know, atone. 
the God, I tried, I was Baha'i, I did Buddhism, I did yoga. I mean, I tried a lot of different ways to just find that high road, that higher power for me. And my experience with a God who is personal, who's my friend, who's always there, who loves me, um, was what really drew me into the belief system that I practice now. Um, I've seen tremendous things happen when I pray for people or with people. And it just really helped me with um, a good foundation and a moral compass and a lot of hope. You know, there's so much hope. I think people focus too much on the rigidity and the judgmental part of spirit of um, religion. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, God says, don't judge. He says, you know, look at the plank in your own eye before you try to take the speck out of someone else's eye. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah, that's right. I have a plank here. <laughs> I can't judge people. I want to help them be free and be happy and, and laugh. That's one of the reasons I'm a play therapist. I never thought I'd work with kids, quite honestly, because I, after, you know, being a single parent for that number of years, I was, I was kind of parented out. But when I found out their language was play, and I gave my own little girl inside that freedom to come out and play again, it like opened up a whole new world to me, a world of joy and play and fun and happiness and, and, and love. And that's why I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And I love what you said about, about having hope because I think if we can't have hope, what do we have? And I think that that's really important that we hold on to something. Um, I want to talk about your book a little bit. It's called Blended Well, How to Infuse Your Family with Hope and Healing in 30 Days. So tell us where the idea of this book came from. And of course, tell us about the book itself. Well, Blended Well has been, um, it is my first book. And it was a labor of love. Writing for me is not easy. Um, I don't, there's probably, it's a discipline for most people. But the idea came from my own experience. And as I was searching for answers, and I was searching for ways to have my own blended family that I have now personally, because I'm remarried and he has two sons and I have two sons, um, I said, okay, I'm, this is going to be a success and I'm going to find out how. And so I did a lot of reading, a lot of research. And I decided to make it short and sweet because I know that blended families are very busy. So that's why I did a 30-day program, um, just a couple pages for each day on the major topics that not only my clients who come to me struggle with, but that I also struggled with in my own blended family uh, marriage. So... I looked for things of inspiration. I looked for um, talking about values and extending grace and love. And a lot of the everyday 
answers according to the encouragement from what God has shared with me is what I put in there, which is why I started it with a, um, a scripture. And I ended it with a scripture and I gave a challenge at the end. So that challenge helps you continue it until the next day when you pick it up again and hopefully, you know, as a family or as a couple, begin to talk about what your discoveries were and apply those to your family. Yeah, one of the things, the main thing that I really loved about the book was the format. It is really easy to digest, which is great for those of us in blended families. Like you said, we are so busy and we don't have a lot of time to sit down and digest a big book. And I mean, I I don't get nearly as much reading time as I want to these days. But a book like yours is great because it's designed to be consumed in short periods of time. And I know that that was on purpose. Um, and can you talk a little bit more about the format? I know you mentioned the Bible verse, um, but you, there's, there's a specific format to the book. Yes, there is. And it, it starts with a positive, making your blended family a success. And it's a daily study or devotional, as some people will call it. Um, where you're devoting that time on a daily basis to issues that your blended family will be having. And, you know, you start out, the specific format was just 30 days short and sweet with stories, with encouragement. And then we ended with, you know, a think on this, you know, think about this. How does it apply to your life? And then I give everyone a challenge. You know, like, for example, in day one, it says, identify the areas of your blended family that you need to seek God's direction on or you need to seek direction on. I mean, you can take God out of it. What are you struggling with? And I it's just it's just fun. A lot of people who have used this book, even for like small groups with blended families, because I've led small groups for blended families and where we have a bunch of families get together and share and we go through this book. And, um, when we meet once a week, obviously it takes us a little longer, but well, the workbook part, which is the, the challenge part you're referring to is really great. And in my opinion, one of the most valuable aspects of the entire book, because it forces you to stop, slow down, reflect on your own blended family. It asks questions that really make you stop and think about your own thoughts and behaviors as well as those around you. So kudos to you, Kelly, for doing that. Um, in your professional opinion, what do you think are the benefits of actually reflecting and writing on paper your feelings? That is, that is a fantastic question. And we probably don't take as much time to journal nowadays, especially we're using a lot of different, you know, smart devices and what have you. But it actually goes back to the 10th century in Japan where people would journal. Um, it's, there's scientific evidence that actually writing with pen and paper engages a part of your brain and it helps you clarify your thoughts and your feelings it reduces your stress. It helps you solve problems and resolve disagreements. And what I've also found, not only from a professional uh, perspective, is that 
there was a point in my life when I would just write everything. I would just like blurt it out and just write, 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 write. And years and years later, I went back and I found those journals. And what it showed me was, my goodness, I have grown. I have changed. Look at where I was. Look at what I was struggling with. So it served as a historical document. And I told my boys that when I die, they can read them. (laughs) (laughs) But not before. So, I, you know, history... Now we have history on every, you know, wireless device on the planet, but history really was first spoken and then written. Mm. So it has a connection with our ancestors, kind of in a sacred way, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think for a lot of people, they don't know, they don't journal, they're scared of journaling because they don't know what to write about. But a book like yours, you don't need to think about it. It tells you, it asks you the questions that you need to think on. And so it's a guideline for you to write down what you need to, to work on, on each specific issue that she takes you through 30 days of this book. Each of the 30 days has a spot for with a question and a challenge and something for you to write. So I think as well as, as the education you're going to get from the book, it's also you're going to be learning and challenging yourself and getting some journaling in as well. So uh, I definitely give my stamp of approval on this book. If you're a family that keeps God at its center, Kelly, how can the listeners find the book? Well, I'm on Amazon. There's a Kindle version, which is less expensive. And then there's the hard uh, copy version. So just go to Amazon and, you know, put in the title Blended Well. It'll take, it'll want to take you to Blended Wall, but, but just say, yes, no, I want Blended Well. And my name, Kelly Lockery, L-A-U-G-H-E-R-Y, and you can pick it up there. That's perfect. And I'm going to add that link in the show notes, uh, too. Now, you own the Center for Family Unity, which is based out of San Diego. Can you tell us about all that you offer there? Okay, well, I am a blended family advisor, so that is my main focus nowadays. Um, And I actually speak and I conduct weekend intensives for couples. So I've not as involved in the day-to-day operation as far as seeing clients on a daily basis. I do a lot of things via the internet and going to different hometowns nationally, actually. And so that's more of my focus. But at the Center for Family Unity, we see all types of different people, but we're focused on the family. And I believe that, yeah, it's nice for a parent to drop off a child and say, fix them. But I like to bring the whole family in together because everybody has a part to play. And that way I can look, I can see what, like if they do a sand tray, which is a tray full of sand, and then they pick all these different objects and they place them. And they tell me as a family about that tray. And I look for different signs about how do they connect? Do they interact? Are they each in a corner by themselves? And getting the family together rather than just doing individual counseling is incredibly therapeutic for everyone because they learn to heal as a family and not just one person coming in and going home and trying to change the system. 
Mm. Well, I agree. When I coach couples, I always prefer coaching the couple rather than just the one person because it's much easier to solve problems and to work together when everyone knows what's going on and everyone's open and honest about it. So that's wonderful. Now, I know you wanted to share with us a special program that you're running right now, specifically for my listeners today. What is it? Okay. Well, thanks for asking that. And it, my intention is to continue to support your listeners in their blended family journey after our time together. And what I did was I created a program that equips blended families with proven tools and techniques. And that's going to help them to stop old harmful habits It's and ignite new perspectives. Patterns are repeated over and over, whether we realize it or not. But this program is going to help every member of your family, of your listener's family, feel loved, valued, and peaceful. Now, it is a biblically-based digital training, um, but it helps you let go of past hurts and then embrace hope and a hopeful future. So I call this program Blessed to be Blended. Being a blended family is not a second or a third option. It is a common option. It is an everyday occurrence, and more and more blended families exist nowadays. But they're unique, so I want to help them. So every three days, I'm going to send a video out that they're going to be able to start and finish in 15 minutes or less. I'm going with my short format again mm-hmm. uh-huh. due to our schedules. And in those, I'm going to address you know day-to-day challenges, and I'm going to teach how to respond to them in healthy, productive manners. So over about 60 days, I'm going to give you access to 20 short videos and normally, I would charge $197 for the program, but for your listeners, I'm going to give a discount for $97. Um, I'm, I'm That's less than we charge for an hour of our time. So if that's they, amazing. Yeah. I, I just really want to help people. You know, my husband says, when is this going to stop being a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, keep going to work. I love you. And thank you very much for your support. <laughs> so they can access this at um, www.tinyurl.com backward slash blessed to be blended. And I'm going to also add, I have a really great friend. Her name is Pam Farrell. Her husband has written a gazillion books. I asked them how they do it. It's amazing. And there, she's offering a copy of her best-selling book, The Ten Best Decisions Every Parent Can Make. And she's going to include that for free. Wow. So, yeah. So $97 for the videos and then the free book. And I'm super excited to, to offer that uh, to your listeners today. Well, thank you. And I'm sure my listeners really appreciate it. That is a huge discount. You guys are getting an amazing program for less than 50% off. You've got you've to jump on that, plus a free book. And I will make sure that I add that tiny URL link into the show notes, too, so you don't need to worry about writing that down. Um, Kelly, you do so much for the blended family community. And 
I'm really thankful to share this space with you. I know that there's a small amount of us out there that are really trying to help blended families. Um, so I'm going to add all of your links to the show notes for the listeners. But before we wrap up here, I just wanted to give you a moment to share some words of wisdom with my audience. What is some great advice that you can leave them with today? Oh, gosh. What I would encourage them to do is not to take themselves too seriously and to laugh when they can, apologize when they should, and let go of what they can't change. Because we cannot change everything around us. We can change ourselves. And we can love ourselves and we can love others. And a, um, a gal that I really admire, Dolly Parton, she said, storms make trees take deep roots. So when you look at the storm, yes, it can be very painful. But as a result of it, you're going to grow. You're going to change. Your roots will go deep. Your boughs will grow. You will be full of leaves and fruit. And 10, 20, 30 years from now, depending on how old you are, you're going to look back and you're going to go, wow, we did it, honey. We did it. Look at our family. I love that. And you're, it's just, it's creating a legacy, a legacy for your own satisfaction, a legacy to show children what marriage is and what is possible in a family that works together and loves each other. Well, that's wonderful advice, and I agree. And I hate to admit it that we do grow the most through the painful times. None of us like the pain, but we do like the growth. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I wish you much continued success in your business and in your personal life. Oh, thank you, and thank you for what you do. You know, bless you, bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.